Thank you for joining us today on the Annex Podcast, hosted and presented by the Building Christian Fellowship. At the building, we build our faith, hope, and love in Jesus by having a real, relevant relationship with Him. And what better way for us to get closer to God than to learn more about Him through His Word? We pray you enjoy this message. I'm not Pastor John. My name is Atira. If this is your first time with us, I'm the minister of music here, and I have the privilege and honor to bring the word before you this morning. Amen. Y'all can give, up, give God some praise this morning. Um, me, I'm a very simple person. I like to keep stuff uncomplicated, and um, I just want to share with you this morning what God has been putting on my heart this last, uh, this past season. And um, I thought, as I was preparing for this message today, uh, JR posted this video, and I was just like, man, how powerful. There's such power in giving thanks. There's power in telling your testimony. Mm. So before I get ahead of myself this morning, let's pray. Come on, does anybody want Jesus to come in and and open our eyes of understanding this morning and fill them with light and of our inheritance in him and who we are in him and who he is in us, who he wants to be in us if we'll allow him? Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you so much, God, that you chose to make your home amongst flesh, Lord God, and dwell within us, that you chose us to be your tabernacle, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your presence in this place. We thank you for your goodness, God. Your goodness, Lord, is unto a thousand generations, Lord God. Your faithfulness, your kindness, Lord, your love. Father, we thank you for it all, Lord God. We thank you for life, health, strength, and breath, Lord God. We thank you for the things that we've taken for granted, Lord. Father, be in our midst today, Lord God. Open our eyes, Lord God. We say our hearts are open and ready to receive what you want to say, Lord God, what you want to point out, what you want to show us this morning. And Father, we just bless you, Lord God. Be glorified in everything that's said and done, Lord. Help me to communicate clearly, Lord, and effectively your heart towards your children, Lord. We love you. We bless you for these things. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. 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 Revelations chapter 12, verse 11. It's a very familiar verse. And what you saw just now as the precursor to this message was that in action. Revelations 12, 11 says, and they overcame him, who? Satan, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they loved not their lives unto death. And they loved not their lives unto death. What you saw was some young people who had the boldness to tell about the work that God has done and is doing in their life. And they loved not their lives unto the death where they kept it a secret. Amen? Amen. Um, In September, I, in some other uh, leadership from Forward Young Adults, Forward Young Adults, you in the house this morning? (laughs) Woo-hoo! We went to a a one-day conference, More Revolution, and it was really powerful. It was a... it was actually a one night only conference. And there was a word that was spoken there that I've carried with me, I've tucked away in my heart. And though they were talking about 
redeeming sexuality and being good stewards of it as far as young adults and stuff like that go. This is a principle that you can carry into every area of your life. And here's what it is. It says you can be powerful and in process at the same time. You can be powerful and in process at the same time. So today for you note takers, I've entitled this, this message this morning is called The Story I'll Tell. The story I will tell. And um, I was thinking about Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, and uh, about they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony, and they loved not their lives unto death. And um, I just started thinking, like, you know, your testimony seems like something simple to share, right? Simple enough to share. But the enemy likes to keep us silent with the shame that a lot of our stories carry. And shame comes to just do that, keeps you silent. Why? So you won't overcome. <laughs> so you won't over- overcome. Now, the young lady, I don't know all the young ladies' names that were in that video, but the one she was preaching, yeah. she was. She was talking about, you know, not being, being glad about her sickness. Because it brings, it brings glory to God. And um, I'm reaching into my vulnerability today, and I'm sharing with you my story. Okay? So um, forgive me if I'm overwhelmed and tears start to fall. It's the goodness of God. It's the goodness of God. Um, for those of you that don't know, like I said, I'm a minister of music here, and um, I'm on what's called dialysis. Anybody raise your hand know what dialysis is? Okay. So um, for those of you that don't know what it entails, it's basically outsourcing a function that your body can no longer do and, um, or it, it's, it can't do effectively. And um, in 2016, I was... Uh, I, I caught a really bad case of pneumonia and was hospitalized. What I didn't know is that what I was basically on death's doorstep at the time. And uh, it resulted in organ dysfunction and later kidney failure. And um, how I was told, <laughs> usually when you have an ER visit, you come and you follow up with your primary care, I think. <laughs> uh, you come and you follow up with your primary care doctor. And I remember I checked in at the registry and uh, they were like, okay, well, we walked, they walked me back to this room. And they were like, okay, here, we need you to watch this video. So I'm watching the video. And now, mind you, I had already had uh, impaired kidney function at the time, but it was at a stage where it was like workable and kind of could stave it off, right? So I'm watching the video, and it's going over the different types of uh, dialysis. There's peritoneal, and then there's hemodialysis, and you can do it in, at home or you can do it in the clinic. And as I'm watching this, this, this video, I'm tearing up because it's like, I know that this is going to happen somewhere down the line for me. And uh, I'm, I'm, you know, a few tears fall and I'm watching. And uh, then they can't, the social worker comes in to the vid, into the room after the video's over and it's like, okay, so which one do you want to do? And I'm like, what do you mean? It's like, I guess like the hemo, like when the time comes, she was like, no, you need it now. So what it ended up happening was through pneumonia, I got a really violent shove into end-stage renal failure. 
and needed to be on kidney, on, on dialysis. So fast forward, uh, 2018, May 28th, I believe it was, I was hospitalized and, you know, he received emergency dialysis treatment. And, uh, <laughs> man, my whole world kind of came tumbling down. It came tumbling down. And I'm 37 years old. I just turned 37 last month. And I was just thinking, like, man, my life looks nothing like I thought it was going to look like. 37 years old, you know, the 37 years old, you ask my 18 year old self what 37 was going to look like, I'll say, okay, I'll probably be married for about 12 years and, and, and have three kids or whatever. And none of the above has happened for me. And, um, in a society that promotes go after what you want by any means necessary, it is easy to place blame on God when your plans don't come to fruition. And it's easy to blame what you don't understand on the character of God or his lack thereof. And I called this the story I'll tell, and I brought up the thing about being powerful and in process at the same time is because it is the story of any Christ follower. You are powerful and in process at the same time. And it doesn't have to necessarily, it's not strictly pertaining to uh, sexual purity or morality or anything like that, even though that is the context in which that was introduced to me. It was such a powerful principle that you are powerful and in process at the same time. And like I said, in Revelations chapter 12, verse 11 says, they overcame him, who the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. The word of their testimony. The story I'll tell, the story I'll tell is one of God's goodness, his faithfulness, um, his, his loving kindness, his tender mercy, and him holding my hand through what has been one of the darkest seasons of my life. I'm not sure if you understand that you tell your story not just so you can overcome, but so others can overcome also. Right? We're connected. We're interconnected in a world that uh, almost it idolizes independence in a very sick way. Expend yourself to get what you can never keep. Did you catch that? That's what they promote. No days off. Team no sleep. To do what? To attain a bunch of riches that moth and rust are going to destroy. Right? Um, overcoming, man, I was thinking about it and as I was reflecting on uh, Thanksgiving and being grateful, uh, last Sunday's message Pastor John preached was really just so timely. You know, I know it's kind of the cliche thing to do. It was November to so talk about Thanksgiving, but you know what? Every day should be Thanksgiving, should be a day of giving thanks. <laughs> Oh, you're spilling my water. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but every day should be a day of giving thanks. Yeah. And um, I remember seeing a post that says, what would happen if you wake, woke up today with only what you thanked God for yesterday? Yeah. A lot of us would be in big trouble. Yeah. 
So today's message is really, honestly, very simply put, it's about gratitude, the importance of gratitude and its direct connection to joy, strength, and overcoming. That's what today's message is about. And that's what I want you to walk away with. I don't plan on being before you long. I'm not going to draw this out and make it really unnecessary, unnecessarily uh, long. But I just wanted to share something with you. Um, there's a lot of people that deal with chronic illness. And um, to be honest with you, before any of this affected me personally, I really couldn't tell you anything about dialysis or anything like that. Um, but I will tell you, <laughs> I've never known the grace of God like I have been. <laughs> I'm telling you, I've never known the grace of God like I have now. Um, the goodness of God and his provision, I'm talking about being grateful. Um, I was working for the state of California and was basically forced to retire, forced to medically retire, and I was so upset about it because I wanted to keep working. My thing, my, my mindset was like, you know, dialysis has taken enough from me. I didn't want it to take my job also. And here it was, um, I'm, I'm forced to medically retire and I'm, I'm angry. I'm angry inside because I'm like, Lord, I've been faithful. Like what, what's going on? You know, there's these things in my life that I've wanted to happen. None of them have happened yet. At least I have this. But it wasn't until, because this makes two years, this, uh, two years ago this month that I had retired. And I looked at, I started working. Okay, track with me if you can. I started working for the state in 2005. 2006. I left to go to Bible college because that's where God had called me to go in Ohio, right? Fast forward all these years, 2009, I moved back to California, couldn't find a, a, a job because, you know, the recession had hit and, you know, there was a lot of furloughs and all, a lot of stuff going on. And uh, fast forward to me getting hired back on with the state, being reinstated, and then here, you know, life happens and I'm forced to medically retire. But little did I know, <laughs> the God who stands outside of time had made provision beforehand. Oh, man. Man. <laughs> had made provision beforehand to take care of me. <laughs> to take care of me. And I think one of the common misconceptions that we need to get rid of because it's doing us in as Christ followers is the illusion of arrival. There is no arrival in the kingdom. There is no arrival in the kingdom. And bringing it back to Revelations chapter 12, verse 11, about them overcoming him, the enemy, by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony, is we're waiting till we get to the place of arrival to tell our story. I assure you, there is no such thing. Philippians 1 and 6 says, I'm confident that he who begun a good work in you is faithful, is faithful to complete it until the day that he comes back for you. And that's my paraphrase of it, because that's something I've had to remind myself of a lot, is that I'm a work in progress. Yeah. 
and I am powerful and in process. And that ought to be your song too. You know what? As the young people were telling their story, and as I was listening to Isabella lead us in worship this morning about God coming to our rescue and, and saving us when we were absolutely helpless, when we, our minds were nowhere on him, here he is, he comes down with his, his arm of love, and he comes and he snatches us out of the clutches of death, out of the clutches of, 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 of destruction. It's like, well, Tira, you're still sick. Yeah, this body is. This body is, but I am not going to perish in the truest way because of Jesus. You understand what I'm saying? Does any, I don't know. Maybe, 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 it, maybe you got your health. Maybe you've got everything and they're sitting pretty and everything is going good. But I'm going to tell you one day, baby, it's not if it's when. When it comes at your doorstep. What song are you going to sing? What story are you going to tell? You know, that song, Keep On Getting Better. You are good. In the morning, I'll sing. You are good. In the evening, I'll sing. You are good. You are good to me. That song has so much meaning to me. If you keep on getting better, you are good. No matter what's going on in my life, no matter what I'm facing, you are good. I will not allow life to lie to me and tell me that you're not good. I will not allow life to lie to me and tell me that you're not faithful. I will not allow life to lie to me and tell me that you've forgotten about me. That you brought me this far just to leave me where I am. I will not allow life to lie to me and tell me that I'm forsaken. Because he is good and his mercy endures forever. His goodness is to a thousand generations. Now I may be sick in my body. I may be sick in my body. I may not have a clean bill of health, but let me tell you something that I do have. I have the song that the angels can never sing. I can sing that I've been redeemed. I've been rescued. I've been ransomed. Hallelujah. Sometimes the person you got to testify to is yourself. I will not let life lie to me and tell me he's not good. I will not let lie life to me and tell that God is holding out on me, that his intentions towards me aren't good. If God, who gave his only son for me, how, how much more will he give not to us all things? And I'm not going to get tripped up because things didn't work out the way I had planned. But I'll boast in my infirmity. Let me tell you something. Let me just be honest with you. Since we're, since we're being honest this morning, right? Um, like, I, didn't, I don't like talking about this. I don't. I don't like talking about it because, uh, you know, it's, man, it's hard. I'm just be honest with you. It's hard. You go in that chair and you, you go in that chair and you're there by yourself. You know, especially now with the whole pandemic, beforehand there was people that would come and visit me, like Liz and Sister Eileen and 
Uncle John, you've been there. JR, you came and saw me and sat with me a couple times, but, and Donald, others. But, man, you're alone. You're alone. You know, and the enemy's an opportunist because he uses those times. Hmm. Luke chapter 4, Jesus went to the wilderness, right? And at the end of his fasting, the enemy approached him, hey, you know, you hungry? You can just make that stone some bread. And he, he propositioned him a couple more times. And then what did it say? After Jesus answered him with the word, it is written. It says the enemy left till a more opportune time. Life, life is full of those opportune times. And the enemy, being the opportunist that he is, takes full advantage of them. And he uses those opportunities. If you're not sure-footed in your relationship with Christ, he'll use those to get you to believe a lie. God's forsaken you. God's forgotten about you. You know what? Just go ahead and give up. Go ahead and give up. Look at you. You're alone. You're alone. And while I may be alone physically, I know. I know the one who's with me said he'll never leave me nor forsake me. He walks in that clinic with me. He sits down and he keeps me company. And you know what? And there's times where, you know what? The tears just come. But they come. And I've, I've learned just not to stop and let them go because Faith doesn't mean you negate the facts or you ignore how you're feeling. Faith is saying, yet will I trust him. That's right. Yet will I trust him. Yet will I trust him. I can't see my way out, but you know what's the candle? Your testimony. Your testimony. As you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death, it's not death, but it looks like. And, and can I be real? It could be the end of it. I shared with my mom the other day, and it's just a lot of stuff. I just, like I said, I don't like talking about this. I don't like talking about it. But I was sharing with my mother the other day, you know. So I was telling her, you know, I'm, <laughs> I was a little nervous about, you know, going before you guys today and sharing what the Lord's been put on my heart. And uh, I was sharing with her, you know, There was a long time I didn't like talking about the future because I didn't know how much of one I had. You know, all these desires in my heart, you know, I have a desire to be married. I have a desire to, you know, to, to just, you know, I didn't want much. <laughs> but it was like, you know, I didn't know, I didn't like talking about the future because I wasn't sure how much of a future I had to plan for. Isn't it just like the enemy to get you to, to throw your dreams away on account of a lie? <clears throat> and that lie was that, you know what? There's nothing to look forward to. This is it. This is, this is it. This is all. It's not my story. It's not my story. The story that I'll tell is that I'm powerful and in process at the same time. That, you know what? Yeah, I may be tired. Yeah, I may have to do, I may be, I may be in somewhat of a 
submission or a dependence on this machinery. But let me tell you something. It doesn't, it doesn't mean that I won't testify of God's healing power. It's not stipulated. My healing, whether or not I get healed in my body, is not going to keep me from proclaiming the goodness of God to someone else. And that, they can, that he's still a healer, that he's still a deliverer. Come on. Come on, somebody. But you know what? It's those hard times. That's how you know. That's how, that's how your, your roots grow deep is when in those hard times when you're by yourself. And, and, and that's the thing. It's crazy because there are a lot of people that don't like to be by themselves. Why? Because they don't want to deal with themselves. You know, it's just, <laughs> you know, we live in a world, I'm sorry, we live in a world that is, you know, TikTok driven and all these reels and you know what I mean? We're, 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 uh, we're played with, with ingratitude because we're constantly watching somebody else's highlight reel when it's full of filtered fake phonies. Nobody's putting on a highlight reel how, how, they're, how they're suffering. Nobody's putting on a highlight reel how they're failing at different stuff. Gratitude is directly connected to joy, strength, and overcoming. Mm. Psalm 103 says, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. Psalm, all of Psalm 103, I, I, I encourage you to go and you look it up and you read it for yourself because it goes through a laundry list of everything that God does. He heals our diseases. He, he delivers us from destruction. He, sal- he saves us. He rescues. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not his benefits. Isn't it funny? Like the, the Bible constantly is telling us to not forget or to remember. Let's, I mean, and let's remember our key text this morning, Revelation 12, 11, They overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the what? The word of their testimony. Let's look at the children of Israel real quick. I mean, I don't have the scriptures up there, but last year I had taught them, I had preached a message about the word of our testimony and how is it that one generation of the children of Israel who had experienced the miracles, the wondrous works of God could miss out on the promise, but the second generation could inhabit the promise and, take, and enter the promised land based on the word of a testimony. A lot of them that entered the promised land, except for Joshua and Caleb, had not seen the wonders. Where they didn't see the plagues, they didn't see the the death of the firstborn, they didn't see the frogs, they didn't see the the locusts. None of that. They didn't see any of it. But it was passed on by word of mouth. Why? So that they wouldn't forget. So while the children of Israel passed something down as a matter of culture and 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 uh, and tradition. Little did they know their testimony was going to cause the next generation to enter into the promise, to take hold, yes, to seize, to lay hold of the promise. Remember, forget not his benefits. But here's the thing. Here's what kept the first generation 
from entering the, the promise was they complained. They were ungrateful. They were ungrateful. Okay, I'm sorry. Who else has to go to the grocery store like other people? I mean, these people had bread falling out the sky, and they just treated it like it was just, it was just normal, just run-of-the-mill day. Not only that, it wasn't just one week or one day. It wasn't even for just a month. It was for 40 years. 40 years. The provision of God comes supernaturally, and you're ungrateful. You long for bondage again. You long for bondage. Why? Because you don't remember. Forget not his benefits. And I'm going to bring this to a close. Bell, you can come. Overcoming part. So when you're grateful, it's really rehearsing the goodness of God. That's all greatness is. gratefulness is. It's rehearsing the goodness of God. We're so busy taking inventory of what we don't have what we wanted and still haven't got and what's on the horizon next. We are such a busy people. We're, we're, we're here, we're there, we're, we're on to the next thing and we're, we're satisfied with that as long as it stays shining. But when it's lost its luster, we're on to the next thing. We're on to lusting after the next thing. And, and, and this is what's promoted right now. Oh, you ain't hot no more, drop it and on to the next. It's on to the next, on to the next, on to the next, right? Forget not his benefits. Take an inventory of what you do have. I'll never forget. I, uh, I, was, I was coming from treatment, and it was, it was a rough day. It was a hard day. And I remember thinking, you know, the whole thing about, Lord, you know, well, how much of the future do I even have? And you know, just that. And I just remember God got real strong with me. God got real strong with me. He said, Atira, your days are in my hands. And the end of it is none of your business. What is your business is how you live your life. And I just remember seeing, I just remember thinking like, Lord, you know, and it sounded strong, but it was like, it was like the loving reprimand of a father. Like, here it is, you're obsessing over, over, over stuff that you, you, number one, you have no control over. Number two, it's none of your business. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like the three-year-old sweating his father about, okay, how are we going to pay the rent this month? How, how, what's, what's, you know, what's the plan, Dad? You know, like, hey, 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 wait a minute. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Stay in your place. Stay in your place. That's none of your business, and it's not your responsibility to know. But you are responsible for how you live out your days. You are responsible for the perspective that you keep. You are responsible for your heart posture. Can you still trust me? Can you still believe that I'm good? The story I'll tell. Powerful and in process at the same time. You know, um, maybe you're not overcome because you, you're not, your mouth isn't open and you're not telling your, your testimony. Maybe you're not overcoming because you're not sharing the failures. You know, we're so, we're so obsessed with impressing people. 
we're so, we're, you know what I'm saying? You're impressive till you're not, right? You know what I mean? Like, it's so funny because it's like, and, and it doesn't take much to get canceled. You know what I mean? It doesn't. It doesn't take much to get canceled. But it is, it's like, you know what? You're hot till you're not. And people's lives really do fall and rise on that, that fact. But what story are you going to tell? You know, it's okay. There's nothing wrong with planning out what you want and having a vision for your life. But it's about leaving it open to the red ink of the Father. Delight yourself also in the Lord and he'll give you the desires of your heart. A lot of people think that means like, you know, hey, uh, well, pretend to be happy with God and he'll give you what you really want. And that's another crazy thing I thought about was like gratitude and thanksgiving has been taught from some pulpits as a hack. It's like, it's like here, how, here's how to get what you want from the Lord. Thank him. You know, we, it's like, man, <laughs> there are no hacks to true success. There are no hacks. You know, we live in a, the world full, like there's a whole show. There's like TV shows and, and tons of reels and people, whole channels devoted to hacks, life hacks, life hacks, life hack this. Oh, you want to do this? Oh, there's a life hack to that. Or there's a life hack to this. And you wonder why your life is a hack job. <laughs> you wonder why your life is a hack job because you keep trying to shortcut and short circuit. <laughs> the process. process you know people are gonna think what they think want to think about you anyway you might as well spend your life investing it in place that play that pays true eternal dividends overcoming overcoming and telling your story you know, it's funny because it's like we're, we can be in the process and we want to know how to get, how do, we, how do we walk through this, Lord? How do, we, how do we do this? I want you to tell your story. Oh, no, 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 not that. Like, I can't, I can't do that. And it's funny because, like, I'm talking about myself. You know, I'm talking about myself here because it's like, you know, Lord, I don't want to share this. I don't want to share this. It's personal. I feel there's, there's I just, because there's so much I don't know. And, and I'm supposed to know. I'm supposed to know. And I don't. But let me tell you this, what I've learned to do. I've learned to fill what I don't know about the future with what I do know about God. I'm telling you. Because it's tiring sometimes. Just for me, me specifically, it's tiring. It's physically taxing. It's emotionally taxing. Um... But in the midst of it, all I can say, God is faithful. And you know what? It sounds kind of twisted, but I wouldn't trade it. I wouldn't trade this season for anything. Because had my heart not been afflicted, I would never know your statutes the way I do. Had my heart not been afflicted, had my soul not been afflicted, had I not struck down with pain, that I thought was too incredible to bear. I would never know you this way. That's the treasure. 
That's the treasure that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the what the fellowship of his suffering. And the more I quit trying to buck and fight the suffering, the more I see his provision of grace, the more I see, oh my God, the unfailing love that is keeping me. I don't, I mean, maybe, maybe you guys got the strength to do it on your own. I don't know, but I know I don't. And I'm so he glad he took the nails so I could handle the needles. stage. Come on. There's something called an Ebenezer. And it's called a, a stone of memorial. And something I recently just know it's an Old Testament practice, right? So what it is, is that when God done an amazing thing for, for his people, he told them, build a memorial, right? He told them, build a memorial, right? So little did I know this is coming with the overcome thing. And I think it's so dope. And I want you to take this with you. You don't take nothing else. The things that God has done for you in the past, you recount them and you have memorial stones. We may not have them physically, right? But we have them in our hearts, right? We carry with them, right? Listen, listen, you listening? The men of war had breastplates, right? Breastplates. And they were adorned with what? Memorial stones. What does that mean? You take your testimony into the battle. And you know what it does? It protects your heart. The reason I bring you up because I know what it's like to have a chronic illness. I know what it is to have to uh, (laughs) go before the doctors, the dreaded doctors, and fight and plead your case, but... And I know it's about that time of year for you guys. And if there's any elders available, come up. Because I just want to just stand around you and let you know we're in agreement. We're in agreement with what God is doing. We're in agreement with whatever God wants to do. You don't have to worry. You don't have to lose sleep. Because God's got you covered. And you wear your memorial stones. You wear your memorial stones to protect your heart. Before you go into the battle, you wear those memorial stones. You rehearse the goodness of God as you go into battle. As you lead the charge, you are born for the battle. You are created for the conflict. My God did not fail. 
stand up this morning. Sing, oh, 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 I know it is well. And oh, 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 it's the story I'll tell. Stretch your hands towards Pastor John right now. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, I thank you. I thank you that you have created Uncle John for such a time as this. Every experience, every encounter, every hardship, every challenge he has encountered up to this moment and beyond, Lord, you have equipped him for and it was preparing him for this moment. You knew he'd be a pastor during a pandemic. You knew he was going to have a heart condition from eternity past, Lord. But I thank you, God, that just as you've done for me, you've made provision, Lord God. And I thank you that his footsteps are ordered, Lord Jesus. I thank you for clarity and direction, Lord God. I thank you that his heart is sure, stout, and sure-footed in your goodness, in your character, Lord God, that he wouldn't faint, he wouldn't fall, Lord God, but he would trust in your unfailing love for him, Lord. Hallelujah, God. Father, I thank you that it is well with his soul, Lord. God, I thank you that he wouldn't be moved by man's report, by their expertise, because you are the one who created him, Lord. You are the creator of all things, Lord Jesus. And I thank you. You are the giver and sustainer of life. Who is man to declare that a miracle is not possible? So, Father, I thank you, Lord God. We help him arm himself with his memorial stones and his breastplate of righteousness, Lord God, that he takes his experiences you into battle with him, Lord God. And his confidence isn't in his skill. His confidence isn't in his ability, but his confidence remains in the steadfast, unfailing love of you, our Father, who knows how to give us good things, Lord. And Father, we just thank you. We consider it done. We cover him in the blood of Jesus, God. We cover Pastor Kaya in the blood of Jesus, God. I thank you, God, for a word of encouragement in her mouth, Lord God, perpetually, Lord Jesus. Father, I thank you that you're strengthening their union, Lord God. God, I thank you that there's grace, Lord God, like never before. Grace like a river. Grace like a river, Father God. Grace like a river, Lord Jesus. And I thank you, God. It's the story that we will tell. We will tell it, Lord God. We will tell our story while it's perpetually being written, Lord Jesus. While you are all the while effectually at work in us, Lord. Hallelujah, Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we'll give you glory. We'll give you the honor for it. In the mighty, magnificent, and matchless name of Jesus Christ, we pray and said, amen and amen. Hallelujah.
what's your story? And why aren't you telling it? As a Christ follower, our stories are perpetually being written. That is the life. That is the nature. You know, the enemy is a liar and the father of it. And that is a lie that needs to die. That needs to break. As far as arrival, I got to wait till I get it. No, 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 no. If any of us had the possibility or capability of getting it together, Jesus would have never came. There'd have been no, there'd have been no, it'd have been pointless for him to come. So I'm going to ask you again, what's your story? And why aren't you telling it? If you don't have nobody to tell it to, tell it to yourself. Testify of God's goodness to yourself. If you're in this room and you don't know Jesus, you don't even, you're like, man, you know what? My story is full of treachery and just shame. I'd be so embarrassed to even say anything because it's still my story, but I want it to change. If you're in here, you want to know Jesus, we'd be more than happy to introduce you to him. If you're in here, you want to know Jesus, raise your hand. Are there any hands y'all held me up? We good? So your story, again, that story. Why aren't you telling it? You know, God has this amazing ability to leverage purpose out of anything that is surrendered to him. Failures, victories, trials, triumphs, struggles, anything. Surrender is the key. You know, there's those little inspirational stories about, you know, a Wilson basketball is, is worth $15 in my hand, but in the hand of Michael Jordan, it's worth X amount of dollars, some exponential amount. Your life in your hands, not worth much, but your life in God's hands. There is no amount on that. God doesn't love you because you're valuable. You're valuable because God loves you. He said he set his love on us. Woo! He set his love on me. Me, little old me. I, I'm nobody. I'm nobody. But he chooses the nobodies to display his glory. What's your story? What's your story? Don't believe the lie that nobody's listening or nobody cares. You know, somebody's, over, over, somebody's ability to be able to overcome depends on you telling your story. You sharing it in process, in progress. We're perpetually being written, right? So I want you to lift your hands this morning. I want to pray for you before we go. That God would give you the courage, the grace to live out your story that's perpetually being written. That you would have the courage and the boldness to share that story with whomever he taps you on the shoulder and say, her, him, that one right there. Go tell her. Go tell her what I did for you. Go tell her what I'm doing right now. Go tell him what you're going through. Father, I thank you for every person under the sound of my voice, whether they be present in this building or whether they're online, Lord. I thank you that you're lighting up the, what they thought were failures, 
what they thought were just tragedies, Lord God, things that they thought were completely useless and pointless. You're lighting them up as a point of reference to your goodness, to your glory, Lord God, that they would come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ when they share their story with others who don't know you and are far from you, God. Father, I thank you that you're showing them, Lord God, as they pick up the pieces of a life that is destroyed, Lord God. Maybe things have been left in shambles, Lord God, but you're showing them your carpentry work, Lord, by the supernatural power of your grace, Lord God. You're putting them back together and you're giving them the courage to tell other people that you can do the same for them, Lord. Father, do it right now in each and every one of these people's lives under the sound of my voice, Lord God. Father, I thank you that by your blood and the word of our testimony, you alone have caused us to overcome. You have caused us to overcome, Lord. You've, given, you've won the victory and you've given it to us, Lord. And Father, we are ever grateful for it, Lord. Let us never lose the sense of awe that you placed and set your love on us, God. So, Father, we just thank you. We thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your ability to leverage purpose out of a life surrender to you, God. And we say we surrender this morning, right here and right now, God. We thank you. We love you. We bless you. And we thank you for these things. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray and said, amen and amen. Y'all give God praise this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.